Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. I want to welcome you to the Equip podcast brought to you by Arise Ministries. I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder, and today I have with me Sandra Pickard. Sandra is a life coach, a teacher, and a speaker, and a professional biblical senior counselor on staff at Scope Ministries International, where she has actively instructed and encouraged individuals for almost 15 years. She's an expert instructor on teaching moms about setting boundaries, along with understanding one's identity and vision for one's life. She teaches that apart from health in these areas, we can never fulfill our God-given purpose or enjoy the abundant life promised us in Scripture. So if you're new to the Equip podcast by Rise Ministries, welcome today. We are excited to bring you tools for navigating real life, and we invite you to continue following the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. In today's program, we want to talk about a subject or a topic that is our favorite subject and our most wearisome and worrisome at the same time, and that is our kids. Don't we just love them, and don't we te- don't, sometimes don't, don't they test our insanity at times? We need to know what to do. Well, today, I think we'd all agree that parenting is a, is a complex and often confusing task. But wouldn't it be great if we as parents were able to reduce the job of parenting down to one guiding principle? I mean, how would we do that when there's so many? But today, here's what we want to do. We want to hone in on one of the most important principles in, in our personal lives, and that's how to equip our children to meet this, the different demands out there in real life, and that is by understanding the principle of boundaries. So, Sandra, welcome today. We're going to talk about boundaries. You're the boundary expert, so welcome today, friend. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm glad you're here. You know what, Sandra, I first met you, or I, I don't know when I, do you remember when we first met? I know I, I know back in 2006, you were at the uh, Survive, and back then it was called the Survive and Thrive Conference, right. and you did a, a, a session on flourishing with your finances with, yes. with Glenda Stevenson. And, uh, but we, we probably met before then. So I think we did. I'm not sure where, uh, but I know we did. That's right. That's over 12 years ago, so we won't test each other's memory, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do that. That wouldn't, no, be we very, that wouldn't be very nice today. So, Sandra, let's just talk about boundaries. Today we're talking about moms having boundaries for themselves, right? Right. And maybe with their kids. I'm not sure. I'll let you take the lead on that. But, but Sandra, uh, where did the concept of boundaries come from? It comes straight out of Scripture. Mm. In the book of Genesis, the Lord gave us our first relational boundary. He said, do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That was the boundary. Mm -hmm. And there was a consequence that was attached to it. In the day that you do, you will surely die. Mm. And most good boundaries ultimately will have a consequence or a blessing that are attached to them. You know, the when Adam and Eve ate at the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you know, God came and had a really good heart to heart with them. <laughs> yes, he did. But then he put them out of the garden and he assigned angels with flaming swords to guard the entrance mm-hmm. and that was not punishment. Mm-hmm. That was absolute act of love on God's part because had he not done that, then Adam and Eve would have returned to the garden where everything was great, and they would have eaten of the tree of life, and they would have been forever stuck in the unredeemed state, and we would too. We never would have had the opportunity for salvation. Mm-hmm. So boundaries comes out of the book of Genesis. They were given to us by God, and 
what happened in the garden as our model. Mm-hmm. I love that. I told Sandra before we started so much of what she's going to be teaching today. I, I wish I would have known back when I had my kids, but it's like she said, it all turns out okay, and we just learn in the end through it, don't we, Sandra? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but Sandra, what is a boundary? I mean, it's, we may have listeners today that go, what is a boundary? So, boundary is a limit. Okay. It is a limit that, you know, we have personal space boundaries. We have boundaries on words, words that are acceptable to us. But basically, a boundary is something we use to put limit on people, events, things that protect us. It is. They protect us, don't yes. they? So, so why do we have them? Other than protections, why do we have boundaries? Boundaries are probably one of the single best things that ensure good human relationships Mm -hmm. you know married married couples rarely seek counseling if they have good boundaries Mm -hmm. you know they they just don't sure that's how you raise successful kids sure and you know i'm thinking about our listeners today being single moms how important even more so that you learn that you along with me learn how to have healthy boundaries just so we can have a healthy sense of a healthy sense of an emotional wellness ourself comes from understanding what a boundary looks like and it's not selfish to have a boundary so it's not so oftentimes you think well that seems selfish that i would put a boundary and i won't be around this toxic person or whatever but it's not selfishness is it no it's not (laughs) and you know for the believer we carry the life of christ in us yes and it is a matter of respect to him that we put limits on unhealthy behavior coming toward us yes that's just being that's being nice to yourself it is being very nice yes pat yourself on the back and do yourself a favor you know what i read a uh, a quote the other day by henry cloud that says a boundary shows me where i end and someone else begins that is correct leading me to a sense of ownership knowing what i am to own and take responsibility for gives me freedom that's right and i guess that's just a pretty good definition of boundaries. it is and people are responsible for what is inside their skin Mm-hmm. You know, people want to say, or I've heard people say that he made me so mad or she hurt my feelings. That's not really true. They can trigger what we already feel, mm-hmm. but the feelings reside within us and therefore they are ours to manage. Yes. Yes, they are. They're ours to manage. Well, you know what? I, I think sometimes when we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, when we fail to do that, we feel misused, we feel angry, we feel mistreated, and then That's we're right. upset with them. And really, it was our problem to begin with. That's right. <laughs> Have you ever felt that way where you uh, felt mistreated by someone and you thought, well, wait, I didn't set a healthy boundary around myself? For you, me, yes, you, I did. I was married to a wonderful man who was an active alcoholic until he died. He was. We were married Sandra, 30 I didn't years. know that. Yeah. I didn't and know he that. was a great guy, mm-hmm. but he had a really bad disease, and God brought me to the point where I could love him mm-hmm. in spite of it. But that is, it is through that that I learned about the issue of boundaries, and I was able to set great boundaries with him, and the, except in the area of of alcohol, mm-hmm. and I finally just made up my mind that I wasn't going to leave, and that was just all there was to it. Sure. But, well, you set you set around yourself a healthy boundary, though you you determined what that boundary needed to be. Didn't you? It was you? me, yes. So you determined the value of your boundary. So so I'm just wondering with our listeners today, what is you know what what do you value? You oftentimes set your boundaries around what you value, right? So what are some of the things single moms, as if if we had single moms in here today, what what things would you tell them? These are the areas of your life you need to have good boundaries. Their words, 
mm-hmm. you know, let your yes be yes and your mm-hmm. no be no. Mm-hmm. Uh, your sexuality. Mm-hmm. But let me make a comment here. The boundaries are more caught than taught. So single moms are modeling the life they want their children to live. Okay, mm-hmm. so if if they want their kids to have healthy boundaries, they have to have healthy boundaries. And that can be in, you know, do they lay in bed all day Saturday? Do they go out partying at night? And I'm not saying that they shouldn't go out and ever have a good time, mm-hmm. but there is a pattern of behavior that is exhibited by their boundaries that does a lot of teaching. Mm-hmm. I can see that, that they think, well, mom did it, so I'll do it, or, or you know, so we have to be mindful. We have to be very mindful. You know, and I would say to the single mom, I think the number one thing you need to think about is what do I value? And so many times we're so busy with laundry and busy with going here and there that we we stop to just say these are the three things I value and everything I say and do and teach and live through will line up with these boundaries. Do you find that to be important, that values are important? I do. I I probably think so as well. So, Sandra, what is the most important ingredient in raising kids with good boundaries? I mean, there's so many. I don't know how we're going to cover all this, but what are some of the most important ingredients in raising kids? A boundaried mom. A what? A boundaried mom. A boundaried mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The <clears throat> if they're the the primary caregiver, and that's who we're, we're talking to, mm-hmm. but having having a mom that has good boundaries personally, mm-hmm. or is at least willing to to learn to have good boundaries, because like I said, you know, boundaries are more caught than taught, and. For her to raise children with healthy boundaries, it's going to take healthy boundaries on her part, too. Yes. So let's say a mom's listening today, and she's just starting to set boundaries. She's looking at her house saying, I feel somewhat, um, I feel violated. I feel violated by my children. Maybe it's because she hasn't set boundaries. I mean, we get what we tolerate. I mean, whatever we tolerate is what we're going to get. So maybe moms out there are starting to think, I need to set a boundary. So where? tell me some places that she would start how would she do that well let's let's look at a three-year-old you know because okay. i mean the, the sooner we start the easier yes. it's going to get but you start small mm-hmm. uh you could ask them to pick up their toys before dinner you'll come in there and you'll have them and you know they're throwing fits they don't want to do that but you sit there quietly in love with them until they're willing to start picking up their toys and then you can help them but you lead by example. <clears throat> Excuse me. You lead by example. And, you know, I, you, you hear in boundaries all the time, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yes. Don't argue with them. You know, when they say no, they're not going to do it. You know, you just sit there and you let them not do it. But they don't eat until they've done it. Sure. So there's a consequence. There is always yes. a consequence. Yeah. Well, I like what you said about starting that less less can be more you don't start with a lot you start with a small thing maybe one thing at a time because i think we'd all agree five rules respected 100 percent of the time are better than 20 rules of haphazard compliance so so you you start less is more as you when you're just starting out so how important is it for them to involve their kids in setting the boundary as they get older as they get older, it is it becomes increasingly important that they be involved in the process. Mm-hmm. But there have to be non-negotiables for the parent, too. And the parent, I mean, that, that comes from their value system. You know, it's just like you were just talking about. What are the things that the mom values? You know, do you, do you want your kids when they're 15 and 16 out, out all night partying and drinking? No. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you... 
some of those things, some of those things, the kids don't have a say in. Yes, but the the sooner you start, and you teach them that you know your no means no, and you allow them to suffer the consequence of their behavior. You know, it's you allow them to reap what they sow. Yes, and if you, if they don't reap what they sow, they will never learn. Mm-hmm. That is like one of the main things in boundaries. Absolutely, well, you know when children share ownership of the rules. You have family meetings, you let them be invested in it, then they feel more invested right. more invested with it. So I like the fact that you involve your kids, if you can, in, in setting the boundaries. And then you, you, you know, I've heard of families that drop a contract. So is that a good thing for, as you start out, you know, the family Ten Commandments? Are you, does that work in families? I, I think the, of course, I'm not, I'm not a big real person, but I think having... You know, it's like having a vision statement for the family. Things that the the family agrees on are the important things that we want out of life. And then you can line up behavior. You can adjust according to the plumb line of that vision statement. Sure. I love that, having a vision statement. Yeah. Sandra, talk to the mom out there, which I might have been one of those moms at some point in time, where you feel like it's too late. You didn't start this when your kids were three. And now your kid is the one out partying at 16 and you know you know you just it's going to be a just a the roof's going to come down when you try to start setting boundaries at 16 so and I know that happens all the time give some advice to these moms that almost feel guilty at this point that they didn't start earlier which you don't it's never too late to start but I want to talk to that mom what would you tell her well first of all it is never too late you know, I didn't understand the concept of boundaries until the late 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, and by that time, I had mm-hmm. already passed on a lot of bad stuff to my kids. Sure. But it is it is not too late. And you, hypothetically, you have a kid that will not get out of bed, or he calls you from school and says, I left my homework. You have to allow that child to fail. You don't, you don't go rummaging through the room mm-hmm. and find the homework and take it down, take it down to... Uh, the school, you allow them the opportunity to fail. And uh-huh. that's really a scary thing for parents. Yeah, it is. They think that, you know, they're going to flunk out of school. They're not going to get into college. They're not going to stay in college if they're not, mm-hmm. if they don't come in contact mm-hmm. with their consequences. Yeah, that's really hard to let your child feel the impact of a cross boundary. It really is, but it's necessary. It is necessary just to employ natural consequences. I, I know a time, you know, when my kids were... Growing up, and I was trying to trying to do that. I wish I'd known more back then than I do now about that. But I would just I remember that a boundary had been crossed, and the kid came home and it went on about life. everything was great, everything was good, dinner was good. They got up the next morning, and there was no car for him to go to school in. He's like, "Where's my car?" I'm like, "Well, it's gone." Well, why? Well, because you you know you did this last night. Well, how am I going to school? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, well, if I don't go to school, blah, 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 well, I'm, I don't know. I, you're going to have to fix, figure that out. You know, <laughs> I'm so mean, Sandra. No, you were fabulous. I know, girlfriend. <laughs> I get a star on my paper. You do. I get a star on my paper. <laughs> well, I didn't always do things like that, but sometimes you just shock them to death. You don't. You don't make a big deal when they don't do it. You don't unravel. You just wait till the it's time not is a right. Fight. It's not a fight, and then you, and then bam, they. They couldn't walk to school. So. Kids learn more <laughs> from the consequences of life 
Yes. You know, then they do the fights and the arguments. They do. They they certainly do. And that, that's a hard thing to do as well. But also, how important is it in setting boundaries that that you be trustworthy as the mom? It's absolutely essential. Yes. Because how, how are you going to teach your children to be trustworthy if you're not? Mm-hmm. So what does that look like for a mom, for her to be trustworthy? The mom needs to do what she says she's going to do every mm-hmm. time. Yes. And if she and if she doesn't, you know, it's okay for a mom to apologize. You know, it's, it's okay for a mom to apologize to a child, say, you know what, I really messed up there, and I'm sorry. Right. And that's hard for single moms because they don't have somebody to bounce it off that's of. That's right. And they just can't. Sometimes they, I can't do it all myself. But you know what? They don't have to do it all themselves, and you know that too, Pam. They, mm-hmm. You know, being in a community of women – being in a community of other single moms is one of the most empowering things that these young moms can have. Yes, it is. And that's why we love our listeners and love our partners with Arise Ministries, because the more they listen, the more they engage with us. They feel like this is their family. Right. And so, and so we want to help you with these issues, because they're issues we've all faced. There's no condemnation. And all of us are just doing the best we can and need help along the way you know nobody gets up every morning or any morning and says you know what i want to raise i want to raise messed up kids yes you know Mm -hmm. they they truly want to do and raise the best kids they know Mm -hmm. how to raise Mm -hmm. with what they've got the resources and that can be spiritual financial educational health but they really want to do the best they can do they do i appreciate you said that which brings me to the fact that whether we're talking about boundaries or whether we're talking about words that have said in the past, you know, it always comes back because that's what this ministry is based on is a foundation in Christ that there is no situation that is not redeemable, that in your life, whatever God has allowed, he redeems. So, so we're never in a bad place because we can always go to Christ and he has a way of somehow working it out when we trust him. And I'm sure that's part of your part of your dna and talking about boundaries you know the i always my fallback is romans eight twenty eight, and the lord will work all things together for your good of those who love the lord and who are called according to his purpose and what that tells me he's not going to work out some things mm-hmm. few things many things or most things he's yes. going to work all things yes so there's nothing that is not redeemable. Yeah, you know. Well, let me ask you a question. We may have a viewer out there that asks this. What do you say to the mom who set boundaries and the child continues to push it? She just continues to push it. Maybe teenagers who will not stay, you know, just stay in the fight of it very much. Stay in the fight of it. (laughs) They They won't stay in the fence. You try to put them in the fence and they just won't stay in it. You know, it depends upon the age of the child. You know, the well, what if they're like 18 or if, 18, 17 teenagers? You know, if they're 18, you can let them go. Mm-hmm. And that is a terrifying thing for a mom to do. Mm-hmm. But the 17 year old, it might be a little, a little bit different. But at some point, you're not going to win that. You're not going to win the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, they are, they, Boundaries cannot be about compliance. Compliance is a boot on the neck. Compliance is no freedom. Compliance is because somebody exerted more control. It's all about if I have healthy boundaries, then I can be an influence for good in the life of my child. Mm -hmm. And when you're 18, 
sometimes it's just better that they need to go out there and live life and let life teach them. Mm-hmm. And that can be difficult. It can be very yes, difficult. Yes. But I find it important during those times that you be a mom, if that's where you are, that you be a mom, that your front door is always open, that you're a mom that says, I'm here for you. You can come back in this home. We can discuss things Absolutely. you discuss in life that you just try to always make sure the door's open because they will come back. They yeah, will come back. You know, just like the Lord in the garden. We're not out to punish. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're out to discipline. We're out to influence. the The door should always be open. Yes, and because and boundaries can be changed. Mm-hmm. Boundaries can be changed mm-hmm. with new information. Yes. And what about the mom who's who's just discouraged because she doesn't see immediate results, and which is it's just so 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 much. It's called motherhood, but we don't <laughs> see immediate results, Sandra. So what about this mom? You know, that's a matter of prayer. The there is rarely anything that is instant that it, except for salvation that has lasting value mm-hmm. you know so being prayerful having friends that can encourage you you know staying connected to your your church family is really important here sure and also i just want to say the value of of counseling your counselor yes so uh talk to talk to me about the value of seeing a counselor Oh, I think it's invaluable, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get to fix anybody, all right? Mm-hmm. The Lord is the only one that can do that. I get to participate in the process. But when you seek, especially biblical counseling, when you seek biblical counseling, you're getting God's point of view. You know, we encourage that connection. We encourage, we, have, we facilitate an encounter with him, but we're not the ones that fix Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we want fixes, don't we, Sandra? Yes, we do. I'm paying you so much an hour. <laughs> if you can't fix, you didn't fix my problem. But uh, I, I love that that you said that. Which reminds me, I want to say to the viewers that we have an online Bible study, a four week Bible study called "I Can't Fix It," and the four weeks are I can't fix my kids, I can't fix others, I can't fix the past, I can't fix the future. So if you're caught in an I can't fix it situation, you might want to check that out on the I'll Arise Ministries online Bible section. That was the perfect segue. It was. Just that <laughs> I can't fix it thing just kind of kind of resonated with us. So Sandra, let me just ask you another question. What are some of the areas good boundaries positively impact the life of a child? What are some of the areas good boundaries positively do that? Good boundaries affect all their future relationships. Mm-hmm. They affect how well they will do in school, what they achieve in life, what kind of career they will have, what their finances look like, you know, what sports they play, how well they do. It it literally affects every aspect of their life. It does. It affects their it affects everything concerning their relationship with Christ, their career, their job, their making wise choices you just it, it is foundational isn't it to them it is and you know the one of the one of the issues and boundaries is the words we use and when kids can learn to have conversation that is respectful that honors other people they will go farther in life you know mm-hmm. doors are going to be shut in your face if you use inappropriate language in the workplace yes. so learning simple boundaries about the words we use is really important okay that's that's really great it just aids them as an adult doesn't it it just yes. helps them so listen sandra um is it ever too early to start helping kids assimilate boundaries in their lives I, you've already answered that but you, you mentioned the three-year-old so i guess there's the answer so 
You can even go back before that, I think. This is this is in my humble opinion. You know, I'm sure you remember when you had a child in the crib that would just did not want to go to bed. And they would just scream bloody murder. And you talk to your mother and your grandmother and all the people that you know that had gone through this before, and they all say, let the baby cry. Mm-hmm. If the cry is not one that, the, you know, and we all recognize our children's cries, but if the, the indication is that they're, they're not sick, they're not hurt, let them cry. Mm-hmm. Because if they win that battle, then that's like a notch in their belt. Sure. And they will, they will keep it up. Sure. I love that. You know what? It reminds me of a, uh, something Dr. Kevin Lehman wrote in his book, Making Children Mine Without Losing Yours, which is a cute right. title. But uh, he said the permissive parent, you know, by not setting boundaries, essentially says, oh, do your own thing. Whatever you want is okay. My years of counseling, he says, parents and children have shown me that in a permissive environment, kids rebel. They rebel because they feel anger and hate and disgust toward their parents for lack of guidelines and the, and limiting their setting. So would you agree with that? I'm sure. I absolutely yes, would agree with I know. that. They want the limits, don't they? They do want the limits. And But let's circle back around to what you were talking about on negotiating boundaries with kids because this is where the you know the sometimes once the parents put them in place they have a tendency to hang on a little too long and and the kids outgrow them but when the kids can come back and respectfully negotiate and challenge those boundaries then there is an adult dialogue with child and parent and there's enormous relationship growth Mm -hmm. i love that as well so what role i want to talk a minute about identity Mm -hmm. so uh, what role does identity play in boundaries and explain what identity is identity is who christ made you to be okay you know, it's just like you. God says that you are your, you are his daughter, and you are totally forgiven, loved, accepted, loved with an everlasting love, and you are accepted, significant, valuable, and worthy, and a whole lot of other things. And when we can walk in that, we have a... We are less likely to be controlled, to be manipulated, to be bullied. Right. Because we are operating out of who Christ created us to be and we are not operating out of our performance mm-hmm. so knowing your identity in christ of course is fundamental to everything yeah it is i mean that's a possible podcast for for another day to talk about that so uh sandra is there anything else that we haven't talked about with boundaries that you'd like to share today or concerning the mom who's listening and and uh she's just starting boundaries or she needs help and staying with it she's just worrisome in it and just wants to stay in it Give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this is whatever you do in an attempt to learn to set healthy boundaries with your kids, you're motivated by the right things. You're not going to hurt your kids. Say you're that not, again. You're not going to hurt your kids. Say that you're not going to hurt your kids. You hear that, Mama? Oh, no. <laughs> praise God. I listened to this podcast today. <laughs> you know, go back and read Corinthians 13. You know, look at what love is. God is love. And this is what love looks like. Love is patient. Love is kind. Use that as the, the foundation for working with your kids on boundaries. That comes from you, and that's what you're teaching your kid. kids. Yes. And what if the kids rebel against it? They're going to rebel against it. I know. It. And it's okay. Sure. You know, almost if they rebel against it, you know that you're making progress. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray, they're rebelling. <laughs> you know, I read a quote the other day that said, the only people upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who were benefiting 
and you not having one. That's absolutely so, right. You know, so if they're rebelling, that's a good sign, Mama. Keep up the work, you know. So that's a word of encouragement to them as well. Sandra, you've been delightful today. Thank you so much for sharing with us on boundaries. It is an endless topic, but we've been able to pinpoint a few significant pointers for our moms today. I sure appreciate you being here. So thank, thank you, you so much. much. We've talked about defining your boundaries, knowing knowing uh, what you value is important, being trustworthy, being very precise, that less is more sometimes, recognizing appropriate behavior and praising them for that. We've been able to talk about a, a variety of things, and I'm just blessed by the conversations we've had today. So uh, what a great day. What a great day. Well, friend, we would love to hear your thoughts on this topic, or maybe you could ask questions that we can answer on future podcasts. So leave us a comment on social media, or you can email us at info at ariseministries.net. And if you enjoyed our podcast today, we invite you to subscribe to, to our podcast, this podcast, and share it on social media. And be sure to visit our website at www.ariseministries.net. And there you'll find see videos and articles, podcasts, online Bible studies specifically for single moms. Lots of tools out there for navigating real life. And isn't, isn't that what we need? So with that being said, thanks for living, for listening today. And God bless. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.